Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Turning on the microphone. (laughs) What is that? A microphone? Hey, it's great to be with you guys in a... Again, I, I ain't ever preached a bunch of outlaws wearing masks before. <laughs> I have preached a bunch of outlaws, but not wearing a mask. So this is a new experience. And so I'm glad like, if we're going to wear a mask, I'm going to wear a mask while I'm talking to. And, and uh, we're going um, to get through this. And, and I'm excited I actually get to see real live people, right? <laughs> So, like, for months, I've been looking into a phone, right? And I've been seeing my picture. Now, for you guys that don't know me, maybe some of you guys out there who don't know me, right? I love looking in the mirror. I mean, I was like, that's God's gift to me is mirrors, right? So, like, Linda put two new um, pictures up in the house, and I walked by, and I was like, man, I love those pictures. She goes, those aren't pictures. Those are mirrors. And I was like, oh, okay, right? And so, anyway... Like, I love looking in the mirror, right? And so, but I was getting tired of looking at myself. Don't tell no one. Like, I never thought that would be possible, right? Preaching to myself. And I was like, so I actually come to a point where, like, I literally got little rabbits. Called them fluffy and stuff like that. So I could actually preach to something other than myself, right? And so now I got people in front of me, and it is like, yes, hallelujah, this is what I'm born for, more than just looking at myself in the mirror or in a camera, right? And so some of us have gone through some of that um, adjustment in all the stuff that's going on, and, and some of those adjustments has been really hard for some people, harder for some people than it has for others, you know? And so um, as we walk through this, know that God's with us. And, like, God wasn't caught off guard, and he's not surprised, and he's like, oh, my gosh, like, i never seen this happening. You know, i never seen this coming about. You know, what are we going to do? Oh, there's not a panic meeting in heaven right now, right? God knows. He created us not just to thrive in, in normal times, but to thrive when the whole world is crashing around us, right? And so this is the times that make people great. Do you understand what I'm saying? These are the times where men rise up and can be who God called them to be and do what God's called them to do. And every time I like talk and take a breath in, like the mask goes back in my mouth. I'm like, how is this safe? You know, but anyway, like I'm eating more, more the mask than I am air. So if I hold it like this, you guys know I'm not being weird. Like, Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> kind of cool that way, right? Speaking of greatness, right? Star Wars, yes! <laughs> right? But anyway, but God's called us to, to make it different in times like this. You know what I'm talking about? Not just to be ordinary, just not to be average, but to stand up and be who God called us to be. And, and to stand up in these times and to encourage other people and to be a light into other people's lives and, and just to help them. One of my mentors always tell, told me, or one of my mentors teaches, and it's phenomenal, but he's like, whenever you meet someone, or whoever you meet, always leave them with a sense, with an impression of increase. 
You're like, well, what does that mean? Leave them with the sense that meeting you made a difference in their life. It, it, may, it, it impacted their life, even if it's just in a tiny way. And as believers, if we, if we would get a hold of that, we would change the world in ways that we never dreamed possible. Like there's too much of the time in my life years ago when I made a, an impact, all right. <laughs> right? But maybe it wasn't the right kind of impact, right? And so, so, so much of the time, we, but now we have that opportunity, and thank God for His grace and for me to be able to grow into who, who I'm growing into and continuing to grow. And we all will, right? But it's because of God's goodness and God's grace. And when we feel that from Him, then it just flows down through us and it reaches the other people, right? And so <clears throat> there's real people with real problems, right? And so, like, in fact, there's one right here in this room, like my friend Ray and his daughter Desiree. It's nice to meet them, but... Like, he's got some real problems. He used to ride bulls, and he got bucked off on his head so much that it actually rubbed the hair off, and now he's, like, partially <laughs> bald. You know, you want to talk about real problems, you know? And so then you're talking to him, and it's like, like, hey, how you doing today? And he's like, it's night. No, it's day. No, it's night. And so, like, like, just some, so talk slow when you talk to him and meet him, right? So we'll be praying for him, but... In all seriousness, actually, I am being serious. So, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> um, it's good to have you here, Ray and, and Desiree. And so we love you guys. And, and he's actually <laughs> not smartened up much because he's a horseshoer now. <laughs> so um, we'll keep praying for him, right? But anyway, with all the stuff going on in the world, I thought, you know, like, we can, we can side coat stuff, right? And we can step around stuff. But, like, I'm a cowboy. I'm used to stepping in stuff. You know what I'm talking about? And so I was like, there's a lot of stuff in this world where if we were out in the pasture, we'd be scooping it up or trying to step around it. But, but that's why we have boots. You know what I mean? And so we need to face some stuff and say, you know something, there's some stuff going on in this world. And we get all caught up focusing on everything around us that we forget who we are, right? And so, so with all the tension going around, whether it's with, with you're a Republican and you're a Democrat or you're black and you're white or you're whatever, right? <clears throat> all that stuff is just superficial. Do you hear what I'm talking about? It has nothing to do with who we really are. I have a, good, a really good friend. He's a great horseman. And so I was talking to him, and, and, um, and we were just talking about how we both grew up and stuff like that. And he was saying something, and, and he was talking about something that he went through. And I was like, well, why would they do that? And he goes, because I'm black. And I was like, you're black? And he laughed at me, and he goes, no, I'm not black. That's just a pigment of my skin. And I was like, that's what I thought, Right. Because like he's he's one of the he's done so much and gone so far and he had to go through some stuff to in the horse industry to get to where he was going to be but he overcome that now like I just talked to him yesterday and like he's he's one of the best guys on the planet and's got one of the best hearts on the planet and I love him so much but when I think about skin color I don't look at that right because you are God's highest form of creation and God didn't come to save your skin right. All of our skin is going to pass away one day, right? You hear what I'm talking about? One day it's all going to be gone. 
But guess what? He's going to give us a new glorified body, right? You hear what I'm talking about? But we are a spirit. We have a soul, and we just happen to live in, in this thing. So there's people out there who don't like the color of someone's skin. Listen, maybe they don't like the color of your house. Right? But as far as I see, like in the most of the world that I'm in, um, <clears throat> I don't deal with that. But there are some people who are dealing with that. And so at the same time, we can give them grace and give, give, give them love and give them peace. But at the same time, let's celebrate who we are in Jesus and love people as who they are. Right? I told you I was going to step right into it. <laughs> right? Because I want to encourage you guys. Jesus died for you. You are valuable no matter where you live, no matter what you look like, no matter what you're doing. You might be the biggest outlaw out there. You might be a real outlaw, just not like these pretend folks with masks on in here. <laughs> right? I'm telling you. I see you. You're listening to me. God's got a plan for you. Not you. I'm looking in the camera. <laughs> like, like the guy at the control booth like, Oh, you caught me! Oh, my! Like he's... We can have a little prayer service right here, right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? But you, I see you. God's got a plan for your life. <laughs> he leaves. Uh-oh. Bye, right, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Running my health off right here. You know? But you, God's got a plan for your life. He loves you. You can't run forever. Amen? So anyway, I just want to encourage you to guys, and there's some real answers to some real problems, and those answers come in the Bible, and they're, like, we're looking for all these answers that are, like, out in the world and seem like they're so hard and so far away, and, like, how are we ever going to um, solve this or solve that, and it just comes back to getting back to the basics. You guys know what I'm talking about? So, like, I go to these cult starting challenges, and you see so many people, and, like, they're trying to take and dominate a cult and get this cult going and doing what they want. And so all they can see is a finished product, but they don't see all the steps that come in between, right? But when you take these steps and you build on this step and this step and this step and this step, you know what? It goes a whole lot smoother, Right? And so there's a system and there's a way that you can do stuff. Now, with each person, just as with each horse, that adjusts a little bit, right? Like you may have one horse, you walk into the round pen, and he's like looking for the hot dog stand. He's like, I want to be anywhere but in here with you, right? And do you know what's funny is most of those horses come around faster than some of the horses who've been babied and spoiled, right? When you come in the pen, they're like, oh, and like they're all in your bubble and just all sweet and kind, and but as soon as you start putting pressure on them, they they turn into Cujo, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, people like that. People can be like that too, right? So, anyway, but there's processes and there's steps, and those steps work on on most horses, <laughs> right? Ninety nine point nine percent of the horses. And there's steps that God's created in methods and ways. He's, he wants us to know his ways and follow his ways and step in his ways. And that's why he gave us the word. That's why he gave us scripture. So we can know who he is and what he does. And then 
as disciples, you know you're a disciple of Jesus? Right? We're sons and daughters, right? We have Jesus living in us and through us, but as we're growing, our spirit is completely saved. Right? But our soul is still trying to catch up with that. You hear what I'm talking about? We have a mind, and we have a will, and we have an emotions, and, and those things can go like, they can go to the hot dog stand themselves, man. Sometimes, anybody like that? You get pressure put on you, then all of a sudden you start thinking all these thoughts that are like not even lining up with God's Word. Like, come on, am I the only one? I can't tell. No one can say yes because we got these masks on. So it's like everybody's looking at me. All I can see is eyes, and they're like, this is awesome. This is kind of fun. Even if you're somewhere where you don't have to wear a mask, you should do it because it's fun. <laughs> right? So anyway, you got these steps and you got these movements and, and God's ways are sure and God's ways are good and God's ways will, will always take you in the right place. And so that's why it's so important we know his word. Right? Why do you think we have Bible studies? It's because we're bored. Like, oh, we need something to read, so we're going to grab the Bible, you know. I know it's an old book, but it's got to have something in it. No, we're reading the, reading the Word of God because it's life, right? It's alive. The Bible says that it's alive and, and quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. Man, I breathed in that mask again. You have to pray for me. <laughs> I don't eat this thing. Right? It's hooked on. You won't swallow it. <laughs> yeah, it's hooked on, so I was like... I'm joking. You know how to how to call nine one one, right? <laughs> so anyway, the God's ways are sure, and so just like those horses, like there's a few of these trainers that come along, and like when I was growing up, man, we just did it the hard way, right? I was around them, and I was always thinking, there's got to be an easier way, there's got to be a better way, and then there's some of these legends come around, like Tom and Bill Dorrance and Ray Hunt and. You guys aren't around horses, you wouldn't know their names, but they are phenomenal natural horsemanship guys. They said, you know, let's work with the horse rather than try to dominate the horse. And they changed the industry and they figured out ways that the horse talked and the way the horse communicated. And pretty soon, instead of dominating and trying to dominate that horse, those horses started melting and coming around and saying like, hey, because you walk up to someone you don't know, and you're just like with a big bat, do this. I mean, it doesn't work out too good, right? But if you walk up, hey, Joe, how you doing? Hey, would you mind stepping your foot right here? And he's like, right here? No, not right there. I want you to step right there. Right here? No, right here. But you're moving your feet, and that's really good, right? And so what are you going to respond to more? Rather than someone coming up and hitting you with the bat, bam. And then all of a sudden you're like, I just hurt my hand. Right? Then all of a sudden you're like, why'd you hit me? What's the reason for this, right? Because there wasn't a way to it. It was madness, right? And some of us take this Bible and we go up to people who don't even know Jesus and we go, wham! Why'd you hit me? They have no idea what the Bible says. Like, and we're in the greatest place on earth to reach the lost. Like, I can't think of a greater place to be than right here in this area because of the, there is more people in this area who are getting ready to know Jesus than anywhere else on earth. 
You know what I'm talking about? And so, but people never know all the stuff. And then we go up and we hit them like, bam! Don't you know the Bible says this? Uh, actually, no. <laughs> What's a Bible? Right? And then we're wondering why people don't want to know who Jesus is or know anything about us. And it's because of how we're approaching things. You hear what I'm saying? Not necessarily us in here. I know your guys' hearts is good. But just in general, it goes for you guys out there too. Like, hi. <laughs> I love this. Like, because our church has grown, like, just beyond what we can see, right? And so, like, there, there's so many people that are plugged in and are able to tune in and, and connect with us. And, and it's kind of weird, right? Because, like, we can look at people here, but your guys are out there. Thank you for, for coming. I'm getting to where I'm going. Hold on. I've got to breathe. We should make flavors in these. <laughs> you know? Really? Because, like, cause like, it's, like, tastes like yucky, you know? That's, we'll patent it. Right? The Silver Lake mask. Right? But anyway... Just to get to the point, is like it's about a relationship, building a relationship. And that's how God wants to work in our own lives. And, and if, he's not, if we don't allow him to work in our lives, how are we going to be able to, have, uh, to allow him to work in other people's too? He wants to work. It's upside down, right? From him to us and then through us. That's how he wants to reach people. Right? The problem is we're trying to be good enough so God can use us. And the problem is we already are when we accept Jesus. You're as good as you're ever going to get. Right? Right believing produces right living. Right doing produces death because you never do it perfect. You know what I'm talking about? So we connect with that and we step right and we learn these systems like talking about those horses. You get like you just don't go in there blind. Like for over years, you learn this is what it is. And God, like, He created us. He knows us more than anyone else. And so He's like, you know, this is how how I work, and this is how things work. And so anyway, when we're going through stuff and we're seeing things happen in this world, we can always go back to His Word and see what God's saying about those situations. So what's God saying about where where we're at now? Man, that was a great question. I'm glad you guys asked, right? Wasn't that good? Hey, and how about a, how great a job did Jim do? You know, for months, right? So, were you looking at mirrors too before then? No. No? I guess it's just me, but right. But th- isn't that awesome? We should give him a hand. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate them. And Will, and every one of you guys, we love you guys. Okay, I'm going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. And it says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Or in Hebrew, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. So, now that word here, it, it just doesn't mean that shema doesn't just mean to hear in your ears. 
You know, we can listen and we can hear what you're saying with our ears, but we're a spiritual being, being that has a soul, right? We, we are a spirit, right? And we have a heart. And so to really hear what God's saying, we don't just hear it, right, out, you know, through our ears and then it goes into our brain, but it comes in our ears down to our heart, right? So, like, you don't even need ears to hear in your spirit. You know what I'm talking about? You could be deaf and still you hear, right? Because it's not just the natural act of listening. So there's a spiritual aspect to it. So when he's saying shema or hear, he's talking about hearing on the inside. Hear right deep in your soul and right deep in your spirit. And, and faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So it's not just like, well, I read that once and so now I got it. No, you don't. I guarantee you, you don't. Because like I've read the same scripture, like I preached on the same chapter for four weeks, right? And there's always something new coming about because it's alive, right? And so, but we hear in our heart, we hear in our spirit, we hear it penetrates our soul and it changes us from the inside out. And that's what he's saying here in, in your heart that I'm the Lord and I'm the only Lord. There's no one else but me. No one, right? It doesn't matter where you're at or who, who, who you're looking at. And like a lot of times, so many people, the only God in their lives is themselves. Now I'm meddling, ain't I? I'm about stepping in it. Right? But God's like, you know something? I want to be Lord of your life because I am Lord. I am King of the universe and I am holy and I am just and I am fair and I'm full of love and grace for you, and I picked you individually. You're God's highest form of creation here. Do you know that? God created you just like you are. You're valuable just like you are. He wants to do stuff in your life that will blow your mind, but he's like, until you can surrender and say, you know something, you're Lord. I give you control. You have full reign of, of my life, that's when he can step in and say, you know something, now I can really do something. Right? Problem with me is like, I'll give him the reins, and then sometimes I'll kind of take him on a ride. Like, no, no, I'm going to come back with that, right? And so he'll, like, like, a lot of times with the horse, we'll ask him for their face, and we call it flexing. And so as we're asking for their face and flexing them around, man. <clears throat> asking for this face reflecting it around. Sometimes we talk about a horse being soft and supple and pliable. So like I'll I'll pick the rein up and ask them to bend around like this. And sometimes they'll take their head and they're like, ah, I'm going over here. You know what we call those horses? Stiff necked. <laughs> you ever remember in the Bible where where God's calling people stiff necked? You know what he's saying? You're not following my reign. You're not following my lead. You're just bowing up. And most of the time, they're not running off on you when they do that. They're just sold up and mad. Not going anywhere. Some of us are like that. Maybe we're so tired. Maybe you're hurting so much that you've gone through so much. But I want to tell you something. God's not mad at you. Don't be mad at him.
Trust him. Say, you know what? When you can give your heart and just rest in him and say, you're Lord, you're God, you're king of my life, and I give it to you. Anyway, I'm going to go on. Clocks. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your what? With your what? With your mind? Wow, I'm glad it's not our brain because a bunch of us cowboys don't have much of one. Right? But we love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And then he says this, these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Huh, that's funny. He's talking a lot about a heart here. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Now watch this. He's saying, take these commandments that I'm giving you today. And he goes, I want, to, want you to put them on your heart. And then I want you to impress them on your children. And I want you to talk about them at home. Right? And when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up, do you know what he's saying? He's like, I want you to know me and know my ways and know me so much that that's what you talk about and that's what you think about and that's what what you know. Isn't that good news? You're like, but, but... Pastor James, these are commandments. Like, there's a bunch of commandments in there, but there's a bunch of promises in here, too. It's like 8,714 or something like that. Someone will correct me on that, because I know I'm off. I can never remember how many there are. Because I haven't gotten to all of them yet. I'm still working on it. But, man, you could pick a handful. You could pick tons of them every day and say, your promises are yes and amen. What did you say about this situation? You said you feel weak and you feel like you ain't got no hope and feel like you can't go on anymore. There's a promise in there that says, when we are weak, then am I strong. Maybe you're flat broke. Maybe um, nothing's going out. Maybe you are coming in, but everything seems like it's going out. And you're like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my next bills. But you know something? God's word says, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. Because listen, I tell you something, since I met Jesus, I've been broke before, but I've never been poor because I'm not poor in Him. Do you hear what I'm talking about? Because I have all of heaven's supply. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And so do you. God's got a promise for you. He's got a promise for your situation. And one of the ways that, that, that um, I combat that is like to get stuff into my heart is like I just think on these things. Anybody ever hear of meditating? Everybody's like, ooh, that's an Eastern thing. And ooh, no, it's not. It come from the Bible. You know what I do? It's kind of like you ever see a cow in a pasture? You know what they do is they'll, they'll come out and they'll pick the grass and they'll eat it. And pretty soon they're like, wow, that was so good, I'm going to have to try it again. And so they'll go, 
and they'll chew on it, and they'll chew on it, and they'll chew on it, and then they'll swallow it. They're like, you know what? I missed a little piece of goodness in that. And you know what they'll do? Same thing. They'll chew on that cud, and they'll chew on it, and pretty soon they'll, they'll get so much that there's nothing left out of that, but good that's going to go back in them. And it's going to bless you guys, actually, unless you, like, don't do dairy or beef, you know, (laughs) right? But that's what we're doing when we're meditating. The Bible says, God says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, right? Maybe you feel like you're being attacked on every level. The Bible says that I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath, right? A thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me, right? Those are God's promises, and those are God's, that's God's word, and that's, that's how God gets that stuff down into our heart. And when we believe it, we start seeing the fruit from that. We meditate on that, and, and we cultivate that. And as we cultivate that, faith comes by hearing, and hearing what? The Word of God. Right? And so, as we're hearing that, and hearing that, and hearing that, pretty soon it drops from our senses, from our filling out, drops down from our thinking, and it drops down into our heart. And once it starts dropping down into our heart, then we start living it out. Right? See, we can't love people like God loves people unless we're loved and know the love of God. He wants to love through us, but He also wants us to be loved. See, Jesus, the rabbis come to Him and they're like, oh, we're going to get Him because like, we're going to talk about the commandments, right? They said, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? It's like simple. It's basic, right? It's, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart. Do you know what he was quoting? The Shema. Why was he quoting the Shema? Because every, like even today, every, um, many of the, the Jewish people have mezuzahs or mezuzahs or whatever you want to call it. But they're like little, they're like little, um, Things like I said, thing just because my wife gets tired of me. She's like, You always say thing when you don't know what to say. <laughs> and I was like, Well, I married this thing. That <laughs> didn't go so well. <laughs> I still need prayer for that one. <laughs> right. Anyway, it's like, like a scroll and you put it on the doorpost of your house. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you walk in, it's got, got, um, it's got this scripture in there, but it's also got the promises from Deuteronomy 28. So when you walk in your house, a lot of the Jewish um, people will go and they'll kiss it. And they'll put their hand on it. And they put it eye level, right? So you can see it when you go in and when you go out. And they're like, I'm blessed when I come in. And I'm blessed when I go out. I'm the head and I'm not the tail. You know what they're doing? They're continually keeping... God's promises in front of it. And do you know what happens? It gets ingrained into your heart, and pretty soon you realize, yes, I am the head and not the tail. I am 
above only and not beneath. Right? I'm blessed when I come in. I'm blessed when I go out. I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the country. And like, man, I do both. You know what I'm talking about? And then it drops into you from, it takes all your emotions out because like everything can be falling around around you and you're like, no, wait a second. God said I'm blessed. He didn't say I'm blessed when the world's blessed. He didn't say I'm blessed when everything else is going good. He said I'm blessed because he's God and he's the only God and he's the king of the universe and I can hang my hat on him. Come on, am I preaching too hard? I want someone to get this. Someone get this. And get it in your heart. And I know we got so many strong believers here, and you understand this, but there's people out there who are hurting and who are lost, and I want you to get a hold of this and realize that God's not against you. He's for you. Amen. And He loves you. And we're all growing in that. We're all growing in His grace. But here's what they were talking about. Is, that's what they're talking about. Impress them, right? A lot of the, um, some of the Orthodox Jews have a little, um, I can't remember the name of them, but there's like Teflon and stuff like they'll wrap around their arm to pray. Right? And then the little boxes. And, and people are like, that's weird. And I'm like, I don't look at it as weird when I know what it means. Do you know what they're doing? They're remembering the Lord their God, right? Again, back to Jesus, he said, Love the Lord God with all your heart. These are the commandments. With all your soul and with all your might. And then he said, and love your neighbor. But he didn't stop. He said, as yourself. Amen. Oh, now I'm stepping in it again. <laughs> That's what happens when I don't come to church for a while. Actually, I kind of come to church. Right? And more around the cows and stuff than people. And love your neighbor as yourself. You know, I find a lot of people that are uh, so hateful and so negative because they haven't realized how valuable they are and who they are and what Jesus done for them. We can realize, man, God loves you, and He loves you just like you are. You know, so much of the time we, we talk about how um, we're made in the image of God, but the problem is, is we make God in our image. And we think He's a certain way, but He's so much bigger. He's so much greater. And He loves us so much more. And he wants to do a work and he wants to start it. And he wants to start it right here in our own hearts. He wants to love you. And as he loves you, then you can love your neighbor. He wants to love through you, but he wants to love you. When you feel that love and feel his grace and feel his compassion, you won't want to turn any other way. Last night, me and Linda were watching the. TV and there's a movie come on. It's called Machine Gun Preacher. I mean, this dude's bad. I was like, now that's my kind of preacher. You know, we cowboys think we're tough, but that dude's bad, right? He could wear any mask he wanted any time, right? 
But anyway, he was in Africa and building this orphanage up, and everybody was trying to uh, destroy these people, and so he fought back, right? But he changed their lives. But he had had a really rough time in his life, and he was talking about how it was the grace of God who saved him. And when that grace of God saved him, he didn't want to do anything else but love other people. And when we come from that aspect where we know... We don't stand on anything. I don't care how good, how smart, how good looking you are. You'll never be perfect. You'll never keep everything to, to, to the T. And if you miss one little iota of these commandments, it's like you've missed all of them. And Jesus brought it to a higher level when he said, if you even look on a woman or if you even um, hate your brother, you're a murderer. How can we keep that? We can't because he's like, I'm going to die for you and I'm going to keep it for you so that now you can come into me and now you can have life and you can have life abundantly and you can have peace. And he's like, you don't have to worry about that. And because of that, man, we're like, I thank you for your grace. And now we step in his ways and we walk in his ways and we love other people and we give them that same grace and that same hope and that same peace. Amen. And so it's all about him and all about his goodness and all about his peace. And I'm going to shut up. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. So you guys out there, you can turn me off. I can't in here. I guess I could walk out, but they're too nice. Okay, so it says here in Romans chapter 10, verse 4, Christ is the end of the law that, that, so that everywhere, so, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who does everything perfect. <laughs> what? I forgot my glasses. I was remember the good glasses. Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes, right? You know that means everyone. I looked it up in Greek. That means everyone. Moses described in this way the righteousness that is by law. The man who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say, there's that word again, in your heart. Who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is, ev it is in your mouth. And it is in your... What? Heart. heart. It's funny he talks about the heart so much, right? That is the word of faith we are proclaiming, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. So maybe you're out here with every eye closed. Maybe I shouldn't have people close their eyes with everyone wearing masks. 
maybe you're out there and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, but it's easy. You've heard this and something's pricked your heart and you're like, I want to know Jesus. I want to know him in a way that it's not just superficial, but I want to know him in my heart. Simple. All you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I give you the care and control of my life. Guide me and keep me. In Jesus' name, amen. Said that prayer. Get a hold of us. At the website. Silver Lake Baptist Church. Dot org. Close. I'm close. Don't listen to me. Right? So, Father, we just thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to gather. Thank you for being with us. And thank you for your peace that passes all understanding. I pray for, for everyone here, and I pray for everyone um, for this church. And I thank you that you're protecting it, and that you're guiding us, and that you're, you're just expanding us in ways that, that we never even imagined. I just don't mean in numbers, but, but the, the grace and the character that, that you've provided. And so we thank you for that. And we thank you for your peace. It passes all understanding for, for every, everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www dot silverlakebaptist dot o r g